Section 13 of Birds, Volume 2, Number 2, August 1897. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Emmy Kranz. The Evening Grosbeak. Handsomer birds there may be, but in the opinion of many, this visitant to various portions of Western North America is in shape, colour, and markings one of the most exquisite of the feather wearers. It has for its habitation the region extending from the plains to the Pacific Ocean and from Mexico into British America. Toward the north it ranges further to the east, so that, while it appears to be not uncommon about Lake Superior, it has been reported as occurring in Ohio, New York and Canada. In Illinois it was observed at Freeport during the winter of 1870 and 1871, and at Waukegan during January 1873. It is a common resident of the forest of the state of Washington and also of Oregon. In the latter region, Dr. Merrill observed the birds carrying building material to a huge fir tree, but was unable to locate the nest, and the tree was practically inaccessible. Mr. Walter E. Bryant was the first to record an authentic nest and eggs of the evening grosbeak. In a paper read before the Californian Academy of Sciences, he describes a nest of this species containing four eggs found in Yolo country, California. The nest was built in a small live oak at the height of ten feet and was composed of small twigs supporting a thin layer of fibrous bark and a lining of horsehair. The eggs are of a clear greenish ground color, blotched with pale brown. According to Mr. Davy, one of the leading authorities on North American birds, little if any information has been obtained regarding the nests and eggs of the evening grosbeak. As to its habits, Mr. O. P. Day says that about the year 1872, while hunting during fine autumn weather in the woods about Eureka, Illinois, he fell in with a number of these crossbeaks. They were feeding in the treetops on the seeds of the sugar maple, just then ripening, and were excessively fat. They were very unsuspicious, and for a long time suffered him to observe them. They also ate the buds of the cottonwood tree in company with the rose-breasted crossbeak. The song of the grosbeak is singularly like that of the robin, and to one not thoroughly familiar with the notes of the latter, a difference would not at first be detected. There is a very decided difference, however, and by repeatedly listening to both species in full voice, it will be discovered more and more clearly. The sweet and gentle strains of music harmonize delightfully, and the concert they make is well worth the careful attention of the discriminating student. The value of such study will be admitted by all who know how little is known of the songsters. A gentleman said to us that one day in November the greater part of the football field at the south end of Lingham Park was covered with snowbirds. There were also on the field more than one hundred grammar and high school boys waiting the arrival of the football team. There was only one person present who paid any attention to the birds which were picking up the food, twittering, hopping and flying about, and occasionally indulging in fights, and all utterly oblivious of the fact that there were scores of shouting schoolboys around and about them. The gentleman called the attention of one after another of ten of the high school boys to the snowbirds and asked what they were. They one and all declared that they were English sparrows, and seemed astounded that any could be so ignorant as not to know what an English sparrow was. So much for the city-bred boy's observation of birds. End of section 13. This recording is in the public domain.